the Blaze Radio Network on demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for tuning in this fine Saturday or weekend, whenever you're tuning in. We have a jam-packed show for you again this weekend, but this show is going to be slightly different. I'm going to do something I don't do because, quite simply, I don't have we don't have the time together and I don't have the equipment, but I am going to have a guest on my show today. I want to share some thoughts with you about last weekend's horrific, horrific events. And then I'm going to have spend the rest of the show with a special guest. This won't be the format going forward. It's just this week I wanted, I wanted to hear from this individual and I wanted you to hear from him as well. And some of you may know him. He's a radio host. He's one of my closest friends. And He's a vet, he's a pastor, he's a radio host, he's a writer, he has his own website. And I wanted you to hear from him and he has some interesting thoughts on Donald Trump, on terrorism, and on principles. And I wanted you to hear them. But before we get there, I want to talk to you about last weekend's events. Because they were horrific. The first thing we need to do, I think, and it's something no one ever wants to do, but we need to admit something very painful. We need to admit terrorism has become the norm. It's just become a part of our lives that we just accept. Just think back. If you remember 9-11, why was 9-11 so, and I'm using this from a terrorist point of view, so successful, so impactful, so powerful, because it shocked everyone. It shocked everyone. No one expected it. It was so out of the blue if you weren't following the news. But since 9-11, the world has witnessed, America has witnessed, Boston, 
Fort Hood, Chattanooga, San Bernardino, Garland, Orlando. From the world, you can add 7 7 the London bombings, the Mumbai bombing, the attacks on Charlie Hebdo, and the attack on Paris. And then just this week, you can add another attack, which the, I never thought I'd hear myself saying this on foreign policy. I kind of wish I had a socialist French prime minister because he instantly came out and called the murder of two policemen in Paris a terrorist attack. There was no posturing. There was no blaming loads of things. He said, no, it's a terrorist attack. Of all the things I thought I would ever say in my lifetime, that is not one of them. That's the first thing we need to admit. The second thing we need to admit is how much we've changed. You know, I, if you've listened to this show long enough or if you've followed me long enough, you'll have heard me talk at length at different times about how 9-11 was one of the worst days in American history but 9-12 was one of your greatest days and what made 9-12 great it was great because your people walked that bit slower embraced absolutely everybody you consoled each other, you hugged, you smiled. I'll never forget the pictures and the videos I saw on the news agencies I had over here at the time where people, I think it was Central Park, just went to Central Park and there were people just holding hands, not saying anything, just holding hands. There were people lighting candles, having candles that people who were missing or presumed dead. You came together. It wasn't important who you voted for in the 2000 election. It wasn't important whether you thought Bush stole the election or not. It wasn't important how much money you had in your bank account. It wasn't important what class you belonged to. It wasn't important what sexual orientation you had, or it wasn't even important what color your skin was. In that little moment, you were all American. Fast forward 15 years. You know, when France happened, my timeline in both Twitter and Facebook were filled with people putting the French flag over their profile pictures. I was seeing Mimi's Je suis Charlie, huh? Je suis Paris? I haven't seen one Mimi says Je suis Orlando. How have we changed? Now I'm sure there are people who will want to talk with a lot of anger. I share those feelings, believe me. But for the next few minutes, I don't want to talk to you about anger. 
I want to talk to you about the opposite. I want to talk to you about love. Something hit me. And I don't want to make this political. I really don't, but I just want to make a point for you to think about. What do the left say about people like me and you regarding gay people? Wait, we hate gays. So when I say people like me and you, I mean, if you're a Christian, if you're someone like me who believes government should be limited and doesn't want government involved in any marriage, gay, straight, man and a dog, woman and a cat, three people, two people, five people, doesn't want any involvement. I hate gay people. If you listen to some of the, the far left, you'll hear them say, people like me want gay people strung up. Now, you and I both know that's nothing could be further from the truth. I don't have to like your lifestyle and agree with your lifestyle, but I'll defend your right to do it. Just like the First Amendment. I don't like have to like what you say. You can be as insulting as you want, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. The left wants to seek division and hate, wants to pit one part of society against another. How can we ever reach out to gay people? How can we ever break those barriers down? When when you look at us on the right, how can we break those barriers down when we can't even act that way when it comes to our politics? Oh, you don't like Donald Trump. You are a hater, John. I'll block you on Facebook. I'll block you on Twitter. You said something negative about my person. How can we ever reach out to someone who has the exact opposite political opinions and personal lifestyle opinions when we can't even act respectfully among ourselves on the right? We all seem to seek enemies and people who are against us we all seem to want to think everyone has to see the world the way i do well here's the thing if you support donald trump or ever who the hell you support i am not your enemy i am as much your enemy as i am an enemy to gay people I don't know how we do it. I don't know how you roll these tides back. I don't even know if it's possible. But one thing I am convinced of is if this world is to have a future, we need to roll back the hate. We need to accept people for who they are. We need to accept freedom. And accept people doing things we don't like or we don't agree with. I don't agree with gay marriage, with gay people. I have a very firm policy on, on sex. 
I don't care who's having sex with who. I really don't. Man having man, woman on woman, man with two women, man with woman. I really don't care. I've always been that way. It's your sex life. Keep it to yourself. Last Sunday, a terrorist attack happened. And instead of focusing on, you're all American, you're all one, what did, what happened? Well, your president came out, your politicians came out and said this, no, 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 no. I'm not going to use the words radical Islam or Islamic terrorism. I'll talk about guns. I'm not going to address their comments, that's for another show, but I am going to address the gun issue. I don't know how to act in this world where terrorism has become the norm, where hate has become the norm. But I will say this. Arm yourselves. Follow your second amendment. If you feel comfortable enough, go buy a gun and go get your concealed carry license and take the classes and practice. There's a reason America is great. The second amendment is just one of countless reasons. If I had a second amendment in Ireland, I'd be arming myself. I would have already been armed. But sadly, I don't have that option. You do. If you feel confident and you feel comfortable, do it. There's a great thing online. And I want to read it to you. Because this sums up perfectly how I feel about guns. And you might have already seen it. I shared it during the week. And I quote, I stand behind you in line at the store with a smile on my face and a gun under my shirt and you are none the wiser. Yet you are safer for having me next to you. I won't shoot you. My gun won't pull its own trigger. It is securely holstered with the trigger covered. It can't just go off. However, rest assured, that if a lunatic walks into the grocery store and pulls out a rifle, I will draw my pistol and protect myself and my family and therefore protect you and yours. I may get shot before I can pull the trigger, but I won't die in a helpless, bluttering heap on the floor begging for my life or my child's life. No, if I die, it will be in a pile of spent shell casings. I won't be that victim. I choose not to be. You, I don't ask that you carry a gun. If you are not comfortable, then please don't. But I would like to keep my right to choose to not be a helpless victim. There is evil in as a gun. I want one too. You have a second amendment. Keep it. Please keep it and keep yourself safe. 
I have one last thought on terrorism before I get to my good friend Andrew. Even though it wasn't publicized, even though it wasn't all over the mainstream media, there were glimmers, little glimmers if you knew where to look for them, of hope following the terrorist attack on Sunday. There were Americans who acted as Americans. I want to tell you two quick stories. One, blood donations went through the roof. Americans saw all those victims, all those casualties, all those people hurting, and knew there was a need for blood. And how did you act? You acted in love and compassion and did what Americans always do, help and sacrifice. That's story number one. Story number two is about Chick-fil-A. If you listen to the left, Chick-fil-A are some of the most hateful people in the world. They receive countless amounts of hate. But how do they respond to the Orlando nightclub? Because, you know, if you listen to the left, they surely would be happy, right? Nope. They helped. It was a shocking move because if you know about Chick-fil-A, they don't open on a Sunday. They follow it for religious reasons. They never open on a Sunday. However, in the terrorist attack in Orlando, they quietly fired up their grills. Employees came in and they cooked hundreds of chicken sandwiches and brewed gallons of sweet tea. Now, I'm sure people who hate Chick-fil-A are saying like this, oh yeah, the greedy capitalists, yeah, they, they just wanted to, you know, milk their dime and get more money in their coffers. Just, they wanted to take advantage of the circumstances. Nope. They didn't sell a damn thing. They didn't make a big deal. They didn't issue fancy press conferences and saying, look how great we are. No, they quietly did their thing. Made the chicken sandwiches, made the gallons of sweet tea. And gave them to a blood donation center. Have you seen this anywhere? That is what Americans do. That is the America I love. We'll have some more. I'll have some more thoughts on this terrorism. And how to act. But I firmly believe this. With regards to terrorism, with regards to society, with regards to pretty much any problem. The biggest issue we are going to have to come, overcome, is the issue of our hearts and how we respond. Hate cannot defeat hate. Darkness cannot overcome darkness. Only love can. Only love can overcome hate. And light overcome darkness. I'll be right back, America, with my special guest, Andrew. Don't go anywhere. You are going to want to hear what this wonderful veteran, pastor, and my brother in Christ has to say.
I'll be right back. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.